What is going on, everybody? I am your host, John Sandoval, and welcome to another edition of the Audible District. Today, we are going to be going over previews and predictions for week five of the NFL season. Now, with it being week five, we are in what I would like to call the second quarter of the season. And what I mean by that is this. Over these next four weeks, I feel like we are going to get a glimpse, okay, a a little idea of what the playoff picture could potentially look like. There's teams right now that look really, really solid and really good, and there's other teams that just look, they just, they just, they, they are playing poorly. Now, that's not to knock on anybody and that's not to boast anybody up, because we've seen it time and time again where teams that start off really, really good in the month of September, you know, they seem to just not, they, they, they just seem to not get anything going, or they just lose their rhythm in the month of October and they play really poorly. And I feel like it's also vice versa. You've seen teams literally play like complete and utter dog shit in the first four weeks of the season, and then somehow, some way, they seem to get a rhythm going and they start creating momentum in the month of October and it's like a complete literally it's like a complete 180 and I feel like that's the beauty of the NFL and what I personally love about it so much is that anything can happen literally any given Sunday and over these next four weeks it's going to be very telling the month of October is always important and I feel like it's that's even been proven true in the seasons prior now With all that being said, we have a variety of games to go through, especially with it being the start of some important divisional games now, and we're going to get all into that in today's episode, and I'm looking forward to telling you about each and every single one, so let's get right into it. To start off, I understand that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Chicago Bears played last night, and Chicago barely beat the Buccaneers from a game-winning drive by Nick Foles, 20-19. This is not a takeaway episode. This is only predictions, but all I'm going to say is this. That last drive by Tom Brady was inexcusable. I don't know why he didn't throw it to that check down player on fourth down instead of trying to go for a 15-yard pass. Made no sense. The dude was literally wide open. And it's a little concerning for Buccaneers fans. And I'm going to get more into that on the next episode when we do the takeaways for week five. And that's what I'm going to end it on with that. The first game we're going to actually be covering now is actually a divisional game. And that's going to be when the Cincinnati Bengals go and visit the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Bengals are coming into this week one, two, and one. Yes, you heard that right. If you don't already know about the Cincinnati Bengals, they're one of two teams in the NFL that have a tie on their record. And that other team is the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know how I already feel about the Eagles. But with the Bengals, though, Joe Burrow is actually looking really good as a quarterback and especially good as a rookie. Um, You know, he hasn't been playing amazing lights out football, you know, compared to some other young quarterbacks we've seen, such as Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. However, he's looked good in his own right. And Cincinnati Bengals have a bright future with him. However, he has a tough challenge coming into this week against a really physical tough Baltimore defense other than that Kansas City game they have played really good football against offenses and while Cincinnati has a fairly good offense and they do have weapons that Ravens defense is just really physical 
I personally love their secondary. Their secondary, in my opinion, is good. And even though it is a divisional game, and I feel like it should be competitive, I just, I don't know how Joe Burrow's going to play. I really don't. And with the dominance and success that Lamar has had outside of playing the Chiefs, he, I just, I can't bet against him, especially against the Cincinnati defense that is in the bottom half of the league. And I pick the Baltimore Ravens to beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Switching conferences, we have an NFC South divisional matchup in the Carolina Panthers visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Panthers are coming into this week 2-2, two and two, while Atlanta still has yet to win a game with being 0-4 on the season. And that is important to know, and this is why. Carolina is coming into this game with what I feel like is a lot of momentum. They're coming into this week on a two-game win streak, and they surprisingly, I'm still shocked by it, but they surprisingly beat Arizona last week, and they they held their own against Kyler Murray in that offense. Atlanta also has a really good offense too, so I feel like this could potentially be a shootout. I really could, you know. Carolina's defense, while okay, they're not great, you know. And Atlanta has a lot of weapons on offense. However, the one factor that just still keeps coming back to me is that Atlanta defense. For some reason, I just I cannot trust that defense with anybody's life. Really, hell alone, even mine. And so with all that being said, Carolina having that momentum and you know Atlanta just not having an average defense or even just a not bad defense, I can't help but think that Carolina is going to hand Atlanta another loss and there and once Atlanta gets another loss it's the, the season's pretty much done you know 0 and 5 that that's a really really tough climb to get out of to even try to consider yourself in the playoff picture and so with all that being said I'm picking Carolina to beat the Atlanta Falcons however I feel like it has the potential to be a shootout Staying in the South, but moving into the AFC Conference, we have a divisional matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting the Houston Texans. Now, this has the potential to be Houston's first win. And the only reason I say that is because if you don't already know, get your ass out of the rock you're living under because how do you not know that Bill O'Brien has been fired by now? It has been literally the talk of the week Good for the Texans and good for the city of Houston for you guys finally moving on from Bill O'Brien. Now, Romeo Cornell is the new interim head coach. And I feel like the Texans are really going to play their heart out for him. And they're going to really try and win this game. And they have the potential to do that against the Jacksonville team that is just, they are inconsistent. That's plain and simple. Minshew has his good games, and then Minshew has his bad games against teams that he's supposed to beat. And while I do feel like Minshew and that offense should do well against the Texans and should, or at least not should, they could possibly beat the Texans, I just feel like Minshew's up and down. He has a good game and then a bad game and then a good, good game and then another good game and then a bad game. Like his pattern, it's just, it's never consistent. And with the Texans, I feel like really wanting to, you know, get a win and, and, and finally just be done with the Bill O'Brien era and just have some kind of positivity. I really feel like the Texans are going to show up this week 
Deshaun Watson, I feel like, is going to have a field day against the Jacksonville defense that is just, they're not good, and they haven't been good ever since their little AFC championship run. And I feel like with Houston playing at home, even though it's not really a home field advantage due to the factors of this season, Houston and Deshaun Watson are going to get their first win of the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, this next game is going to be hard to talk about because there's just so many updates and so many conflicting reports that just seem to go flip-flop back and forth, back and forth. And the game that I'm talking about is the Buffalo Bills visiting the Tennessee Titans. Both of the teams are undefeated, so like this is has the potential to be a really good game. But we don't even know if it'll happen anymore because it's it, there's just, like I said, there's been so many conflicting reports and apparently Tennessee is supposed to face major huge punishment from the NFL because their players were caught working out at a facility during their little COVID outbreak due to apparently a lot of the staff and the players of the Tennessee Titans testing positive for COVID and they were supposed to isolate yet however they were caught. And so now they face major punishment, and this game was supposed to be postponed. But now, as of today, as of Friday, October 9th, they're playing um, this upcoming Tuesday, Tuesday night. And if that's the case, then great, because this has the potential to be a really good game with two offenses that just seem to be consistent and seem to still get things going. I love Josh Allen. I feel like, you know, I didn't really used to like him before. I'll be real with you. I didn't like his decision making I just felt like he was a good runner (laughs) and then when it came to him having to actually pass the ball down the field you know he just did not look great however I will say this he has looked a lot better as a passer and he has impressed me and he's been on fire this season and it shows because the Bills are undefeated when he came back against the Rams that's something only really good quarterbacks do And I will say this, Josh Allen is starting to look like a really, really good quarterback. And they're facing a Tennessee defense that just, they seem to be a little iffy. Their run game defense hasn't really been that well. And their passing defense is, you know, it's average. And so I expect Josh Allen and company to have another good performance. As far as Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill has been doing his job. And Derrick Henry is still a beast and they're still doing their thing. I just... I don't know if I had to pick between Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill which quarterback I would trust more to step up. I'm, I I think I might pick Josh Allen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I think if it comes down to it, because I feel like this could be a back-and-forth competitive game, if it comes down to it, I think Josh Allen will lead his team to a win over Ryan Tannehill and the Titans traveling to the Big Apple, and I would actually be happier in saying saying that term if I was not talking about this team. However, traveling up to the Big Apple, we have the New York Jets hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Now, due to Adam Gase's ineptitude as a coach, the Jets are looking at another 0-4 start to their season, just like all the other seasons prior, with Gase at the helm. And they're facing an Arizona team that I feel like is going to definitely want to redeem themselves after letting that Carolina game last week slip away from them. Arizona, I feel like, is going to want to dominate this game. 
their offense, Kyler Murray and them, they're going to be lights out, and they're going to show up, and they're going to have a dominating performance. And the only good thing that I could honestly say about the Jets is just the potential of what Joe Flacco can do for them. Because if you don't already know, Joe Flacco is actually starting this game after Sam Darnold uh, suffered a shoulder injury last week against Denver. And so Joe Flacco starting, and looking at all the interview pressers this past week um, from the Jets media, it looks like Joe Flacco, in his eyes, still has a lot left in the tank, and he wants to prove that he could still be a starter in the NFL. Good luck, my guy. You're on the Jets. All I'm going to say is good luck. Arizona doesn't have a great defense, trust me. But you're on the Jets. So, good luck, Joe. Good luck, my dude. But I just, I can't pick you. I'm sorry. I just, I can't. I, I don't think I'll ever pick the Jets to win a game this season until I see them actually win a game and they surprise me. And so Arizona, it, it's easy. I mean, what do you want me to say? Arizona's going to dominate this game. I'm picking Arizona. Next up, we have the Pennsylvania Bowl. And I'm only calling it the Pennsylvania Bowl because both of these teams are based out of that state. And you'd think with it being called the Pennsylvania Bowl, it'd actually be a very competitive game, but it's not. Because the Philadelphia Eagles are facing off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Philadelphia is the other team that is 1-2-1. They're the other team that has a tie on their record along with Cincinnati. While Pittsburgh is coming into this week remaining undefeated. Now they are 3-0. They were supposed to face Tennessee last week. And then unfortunately Tennessee had the whole COVID outbreak. And so they delayed that game for a later date. So Pittsburgh technically kind of got a little bye week. And they honestly might not they, they they don't need it not against philadelphia this has a recipe to be a, a disaster for the philadelphia eagles i'm sorry to all the philly fans out there but your team they just they haven't been looking that good this year it's it's confusing to watch especially considering that they were super bowl champions literally a couple of years ago pittsburgh defense one of the things that they are good at is creating turnovers and one of the things that Philadelphia is bad at is turning the ball over. So Pittsburgh defense versus Carson Wentz questionable decision-making and his inaccuracy is a match made in heaven for not only the Pittsburgh Steelers, but for fantasy football owners that have the Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week. I think Ben Roethlisberger and that offense in Pittsburgh will do what it needs to do against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Pittsburgh defense is going to play physical against Carson Wentz and that atrocious offensive line. And I think Pittsburgh is going to come out on top with a win pretty confidently. Another team that is going into this week undefeated is the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to be looking to keep that undefeated streak going as they're hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Las Vegas is coming into this week 2-2, two and two, and let's, let's just address the elephant in the room, okay? Kansas City offense last week against New England's defense, they looked a little sus, I'm not going to lie. Everybody out there that is saying that Kansas City's offense looked sus last week, you're right, they did. Bill Belichick had every answer for the screen game, for the deep ball, and for the run game against Kansas City last week. Kansas City offense did not look... They The way they looked last week, I don't think I've ever seen in a Patrick Mahomes era. I, I, I'll be straight up honest with you. In the three years that I've watched Patrick Mahomes, 
there's never been a Chiefs game that I saw like last week where I was like, wow, that offense is really not getting anything going. But Las Vegas is not New England. That defense in Las Vegas is not New England's defense. John Gruden is not the defensive mastermind that Bill Belichick is. Okay, Mahomes is going to go off. I think he'll have a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he, for some reason, always does. He always seems to point out the critics that have not give him that have not given him sorry that have not given him the respect that he feels like he deserves and he's going to go off and I feel like he always goes off against the Raiders literally in his career I don't think he's ever lost to the Raiders once whereas Derek Carr on the other hand has a terrible record against the Kansas City Chiefs even if Derek Carr is doing great in the season. For some reason, every time he faces Kansas City, he has like they have his number, and they force him to turn the ball over like you would not believe. I think the last game that I remember in like full detail of like Derek Carr completely being embarrassed was when Kansas City forced him into three interceptions, and it was a blowout win. Now, this Las Vegas Raiders team is different than the Oakland Raiders of the past. They have a good tight end in Darren Waller. That seems to be Derek Carr's go-to buddy. I'm going to be curious to see how Steve Spagnuolo and that defense adjust to taking him out of the game and seeing, you know, if they do take him out of the game, how are Derek Carr and the Raiders going to respond? Another thing, too, that not a lot of people are talking about is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. The Raiders, they, they, they got a good deal with him when they drafted him, and he's been a good investment for them ever since. He is a solid running back. I will give them that. And I will say this, if Josh Jacobs can control the ground game and be able to put up some decent yardage and a good production, they may be able to hold Kansas City off their offense off the field. And the shorter time of possession that Kansas City has means the fewer mistakes that they're allowed to make in order for them to score. However, if the Chiefs do come out, and I'm sure they probably would, come out aggressively, on their first couple drives and running up the score. Las Vegas will probably have to abandon Josh Jacobs in that running game, and then it's literally all Kansas City from there. I could see it happening that way, but the main thing that I'm seeing is that Kansas City is coming out with a win on top. Next up, this game is going to be, I feel, interesting to cover, only because of this team's performance last week and who I'm talking about is the Los Angeles Rams facing off against the Washington football team. Now, Los Angeles is coming in, into this 3-1, and one, while Washington is coming into this 1-3. and three. Now, the only real big news about Washington is that they decided to finally bench Dwayne Haskins, and that may prove to be a really good move as the season goes on. Um, Dwayne Haskins, you know, that offensive line isn't doesn't do him any favors, but his, his decision-making is just questionable at best and he turns the ball over and he's just he's been looking rough this season and so I don't blame them for deciding to bench him so now Kyle Allen is going to be starting for the time being and we're going to see how he does against the Rams defense that I still feel has some pieces you know such as Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and more that can wreak havoc against uh, unproven QB kind of like Kyle Allen only thing that's holding me back is the way the Rams played last week against the New York Giants. I don't know if they were overlooking the game just because it's the Giants, but they, I, I 
in my honest opinion, felt like they kept that game close last week and a little too close for comfort. Um, you know, it was, I think it was 17-9 to 9 from what I remember, and the Los Angeles Rams, and especially Jared Goff, they didn't really have a dominating performance like, like I expected them to be. Now, Washington's defense isn't light years better than New York's, but it's a little bit better. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how Jared Goff and that offense do against Washington's defense. Now, even though I'm saying all this, I still expect Los Angeles to come out, come out on top. However, I could see them also keeping this game close as well. But, like I said, Los Angeles is coming out with this, with the win. Moving to the Bay Area, we have... Miami Dolphins facing off against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Miami's coming into this 1-3, while San Francisco is at 2-2 two two apiece. Now, I had certain mindsets coming into this game and the potential that it could have. However, with recent reports coming out that Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to start this Sunday against the Dolphins, and George Kittle is back as well, I think San Francisco is going to slowly go back to the team that we were seeing from last year because that bad quarterback play it showed against Philadelphia and they somehow let Philadelphia come out with the win and I definitely think that that got to um, Kyle Shanahan's head and now without a doubt Jimmy Garoppolo starting there's no ifs ands or buts and you know they're ready they're ready to kind of get back on the train that they were last uh, year and you know unfortunately for Miami it's I, I don't know I, I just I, I really feel like it it'd be have to be something special in order for Miami to pull off the upset and come out with the win here but I'm expecting San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo to slowly get back to their form that they were last year and this is the game that's going to help them start to slowly get back to who they were last year and I expect San Francisco to come out with the win. Next up we have a game that I feel can has the potential to be a competitive back and forth game with one offense that is looking really really good and I've in the other offense I feel like is slowly maybe coming into their own and that is the Minnesota Vikings facing off against the Seattle Seahawks now what else is there to say about Russell Wilson other than that he's just having a phenomenal year and it would really be a shame for him to not be considered in the MVP conversation I feel like he has to win MVP by now it's a shame that he hasn't been considered really yet He's just kind of been the underdog, but hey, his numbers are speaking for themselves, and he's looking really good, and so is that offense. And then Minnesota, on the other hand, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he looked pretty good last week, and he has really good receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. He also has that running back, Dalvin Cook. If he could get better, I could see this Vikings offense putting up some points against the Seattle defense where their secondary is just looking rough and they're giving up a lot of yards in the passing game and the run defense isn't really that good either. So that's why I'm saying like this has the potential to be a competitive back and forth game. However, betting against Russell Wilson right now, I just feel is stupid and Seattle is going to remain undefeated as long as Russell Wilson still continues a dominating performance. Traveling back up to the Big Apple, to not only again talk about another team in New York that unfortunately has not lived up to expectations and that is the New York Giants who will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming Sunday. This is pretty much a divisional NFC East battle without any of the hype. 
New York is still a lost team. Daniel Jones just is uncomfortable to watch. It's unbearable. He's just not good. Then again, he doesn't really have a lot of support to begin with, especially with Saquon being out. And then on the other hand, you have Dallas, who's 1-3, even though they really shouldn't be 1-3 because their offense is stepping up to the plate and they're doing amazing. 450 yards of total offense each game, and yet you you are still 1-3. That's just, it's shocking. However, Dallas, yes, they may have a bad defense, and I mean a very terrible defense. So who knows, maybe New York can have a high-scoring game. But that Dallas offense is really good, and that New York Giants defense is really bad. Therefore, a team that's able to score a lot of points against a team that unfortunately doesn't have a good defense and already has a difficulty with scoring points, I can't help but pick Dallas to win this game. Next up, we have a game in the AFC Conference where it has been apparently postponed, but now that there have been no more positive tests for either team of COVID, they are playing on Monday afternoon at 4 p.m., which is the Denver Broncos visiting the New England Patriots. Now, with Denver, they might have some good news coming into this game due to Drew Locke apparently having the possibility of playing in this game, and then also Cam Newton having the possibility for playing in this game for New England as well. So both of these teams are unfortunately without their starters. However, they have the chance to possibly get their starters back. And if they do, this could po- this this could honestly be a really exciting game because Cam Newton, I think, is a really good quarterback, and he's been playing lights out this season. And Drew Locke is a young quarterback with a lot of potential. And Denver has weapons on that offense. And Melvin Gordon has been looking good, surprisingly, so far this season. And so if Drew Locke can play, this could make this game interesting. However, if he's not going to be able to play, Denver, unfortunately, is just going to be a lost cause. They're already 1-3 on the season, and if they lose this game against New England, it's going to be a really tough hill to climb with the way Las Vegas has been having a winning record, and then also you got the undefeated Chiefs in their division as well. And the Chargers are looking like they're starting to click things together on offense, and they have the possibility of going on a streak. But for right now... Denver looks like a lost cause, and especially if Drew Locke can't start, it's going to be trouble for them because New England's defense is already really good, and Bill Belichick loves to humiliate backup quarterbacks and really bad quarterbacks, and so I think Belichick is going to have a field day um, in this game as far as the defensive aspect, and I could see New England beating Denver Broncos by more than a couple touchdowns, and that's my take on that. Staying in the AFC, we have a really, really good, exciting game in my eyes, which is the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Cleveland Browns. Both of these teams are 3-1. and one. However, Cleveland has been scoring more than 30-plus points per game in the past um, three weeks, in which they all have been wins. The Browns are actually on a three-game winning streak, which is surprising. And so they're looking really good offensively, whereas Indianapolis, their offense looks like it's still trying to figure things out and trying to pull something together because that offense is just all over the place. The only bright spot that I'll be honest with you that I could say from Indianapolis is Jonathan Taylor, the rookie uh, from Wisconsin. The dude is a beast. I loved him coming out of the draft, and I thought he was going to bring a lot of production to Indianapolis, and it looks like it's been showing so far. But other than that, 
The defense for Indianapolis is obviously really good. They are holding teams to less than 20 points a game. And that's really good considering how explosive the, the offenses are these days in the NFL. So Indianapolis, that's their one really, really big bright spot for them. Because other than that, I mean, the teams that they've played have a combined 5-11 and 11 record. Which, you know, while their defense is really good, that's really not a lot of convincing evidence um, against teams that, you know, you're supposed to beat and teams that you're supposed to dominate. However, with Cleveland... Their defense is really bad. And so it's going to be an interesting game because these teams couldn't be any more opposite. And we're going to see if Indianapolis can stop Baker Mayfield in that running game, that really good running game that Cleveland has. We'll see if Nick Chubb is going to be able to play. But if not, you got Kareem Hunt and then also Johnson, their other running back, that can really make up for the loss of Nick Chubb. And then on the other hand, we'll see if... Phillip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor can take advantage of a Cleveland defense that is just all sorts of terrible. I can't believe I'm going to say this, though, but I don't know if I can trust Rivers. And Cleveland is really looking good offensively these past few weeks, and they're going to have a big, big challenge against this Indianapolis defense, and we'll be able, we'll see how good this Indianapolis defense is. But I think it's going to be a pretty close game. It may be a low-scoring game. It may be a high-scoring game. It honestly depends. But I'm going to be watching this game literally from A to Z. However, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think Cleveland might come out with a win on this one. And then they'll be 4-1 and one on the season. And that is just going to be insane to think about, especially with their division where you have Baltimore looking really good and Pittsburgh. And who would have thought that the AFC North would have three really good teams? So I'm going with the Cleveland Browns beating the Indianapolis Colts. And the last game, which is going to be on Sunday night, is the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the New Orleans Saints. Now, while Los Angeles is 1-3 on the season, two of their losses came against really good teams where they were really competitive throughout the entire game, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's just say, theoretically, they beat those teams. They would be... 3-1 and one on the season, and that is insane to think about. Justin Herbert is going to be the starter for the rest of the season. This is going to give the rookie to, the chance to show why he was a, I believe he was a top 10 pick, and so it's going to give him the chance to show the entire league why he was drafted that high and I'm excited to see what he does especially with the talent that he has Keenan Allen is his favorite guy the dude has like at least 12 plus targets a game and then they also got Mike Williams they got Hunter Henry and they got a really good running back committee from what it seems like they got a guy a lot of guys that can do uh, little consistent things here and there in the running game and the passing game New Orleans Saints though Drew Brees and company you know Alvin Kamara they're looking really, really good still. And Los Angeles, they just, I thought they had a good defense, but they they haven't been looking as good as I thought they would be. And New Orleans, they just seem to let teams run up the score on them too. So I feel like this could be a back and forth game offensively, and that's going to be exciting to watch, especially with Drew Brees playing against a young rookie in Justin Herbert. However, I'm going with the experience of Drew Brees only because of what I saw with Justin Herbert last week against Tampa Bay on that final drive when he just made that really questionable decision and threw that ugly interception. 
I just I don't know if I can trust him to try to do a game-winning drive. So that's why I'm going with Drew Brees and company pulling through and barely beating the Los Angeles Chargers. There is going to be a variety of good games this upcoming Sunday, and I'm excited to see how all of them turn out. And I am happy to be able to share you the previews and predictions for week five of the NFL season with you all. If you've made it this far, I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to favorite the episode and also follow the channel for more notifications and updates on when new content is released. With all that being said, I'm your host, John Sandoval, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace out.